BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in. 22nd January championship weekend is set. Take a quick look at the numbers here. Kansas City, Baltimore, that will be the early game. DraftKings open three. It's sticking three. Now it's juiced to 122. You know what that means as a better. Headed to three and a half. We are showing a bunch of shops right now sitting Baltimore lane three and a half. Kansas City coming to town. Detroit. Yeah, I said it. Michigan stand up. Detroit at San Francisco. DraftKings open six and a half. Immediately hit up to seven. Been toggling back and forth between six and a half and seven. The juice over at DraftKings on the San Francisco lane seven is minus 105. That means they're headed, if anywhere right now, back to six and a half. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you in. That's championship weekend, but we have a glorious divisional weekend to look back on. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson live downtown Las Vegas there at the D. What's up, boys? How are we feeling? Amal, what's going on? Not much. Uh, doing okay. Uh, good weekend this weekend in terms of the matchups. And I'll tell you what, that game last night at the end was fantastic. I can't wait to get your perspective today on your Detroit Lions. I'm sure you got many congrat- uh, congratulatory texts and people are pretty excited, especially with Debo being banged up. If I were to be elected, Amal and Dustin Sweetelson, hello. If I were to be elected president tomorrow, I would not receive that many text messages <laughs> after the Lions beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. The group chats were buzzing. The texts were coming in. If I didn't re- reply, it's because I don't know who you are. I, ha- I got a new phone. It's awkward. I don't know. I don't want to say who's this to friends that I've had forever. However, yes, it was glorious. I think sports, the one thing for me yesterday was a reminder that sports are a great unifier you know they're they they have an they have this ability sports to kind of bring a community together families together and certainly in the great state of michigan city of detroit that was happening yesterday big guy uh it was awesome it really is glorious what's going on uh your father was a a postman he delivered the mail the nfl delivered an almost perfect weekend of football. I don't know how you can look back at that and not think we got what we deserved. And you got to remember, it's the second to last weekend before the Super Bowl of football. It's the last full card where we have Saturday, Sunday, where we have all these teams involved. We're down to four teams now. We could not have asked for more than we got this weekend. thought it was absolutely perfect. I don't think you're wrong. It was glorious. I I enjoyed every single game standalone. Just two of them wasn't overwhelming. Saturday, of course, the Texans gave you a half and then the Ravens talent takeover. Shout to Nick Sirianni, 34 to 10. The Packers 49ers, there is a lot to unpack. Just to say, we'll get into it with the Packers losing at San Francisco 24-21. And then yesterday, the Bucks 31-23. The books got hammered uh, with that two-point Conversion not being executed by the Bucks. We'll get into that. I was talking to Thomas Gable over at the Borgata in Atlantic City earlier today. The Chiefs, Bills, 27-24. Buffalo, generational trauma. 
I, that's the only way to put it. Another wide right. This is just from generation to generation. I'm all generational trauma for the Bills. They can't get over that Chiefs hump. And it's almost like I don't know if Josh Allen is becoming Patrick Mahomes as Charles Barkley. In this situation, of course, Mahomes would be Jordan. But there is something to that. You're absolutely right about it. When I look at this game yesterday, I thought Buffalo played well for the most part, particularly on offense. Defense didn't do enough. And I know we're going to get into a further breakdown of it. But for me, guys, it has got to be tough to stomach this one. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, if you're in Western New York, this team really felt confident the way they finished down the stretch. You get Patrick Mahomes finally on your home field. He had played, what, 15 consecutive games on his own home field in the postseason to start his career. What a run him and Andy Reid have had now going to their sixth consecutive AFC championship championship game. It felt like everybody was confident in that team. I don't know if it had the same vibe that Detroit had, guys. I felt like Detroit thought, hey, this is our game. But I think the Buffalo people were hopeful, not necessarily expecting the victory, maybe a little bit more wishful thinking than necessarily the way it played out. Yeah, 10 to 10 at the half made Ford Field feel pretty tight. I had plenty of friends there texting me. It had a weird, ominous vibe because they were the better team. And I was talking to Dustin about this earlier today. You know, there's pressure when you're the better team. When you're going into a situation where you're expected to lose, it's YOLO. When you're in a situation where you're a six and a half point favorite and you are markedly the better team like the Lions were hosting Tampa Bay after an amazingly emotional game the week before there was just a lot there in the second half the Lions proved exactly what they needed to prove Dustin Sweetelson here's what we're going to do today so we've got you covered for the next three hours we've got plenty of sound plenty of takeaways we'll have some applications what can you learn from a gambling perspective from the divisional round and apply it moving forward we're going to go to if you think about Kansas City they've done this now six straight years and Patrick Mahomes who is just laughably good we're going to go to Buffalo and Dan Fates who covered Covers, uh, the Bills will join us. I, I can't even imagine the hangover emotionally in the city of Buffalo today. Just again, it did feel like that stadium was kind of on edge the whole entire game. Jason Kelsey and Taylor Swift did their best to kind of bring everybody. But again, Kansas City, Mike Stone will join one of my heroes growing up on local radio in Detroit. We're going to bring Stoney on and I'll just step out of the way and say, paint the picture. What's happening in the Great Lake State? And then Steve Fezzik, professional handicappers back. Looking forward to talking to Steve. He's already got some early bets on those openers as far as championship weekend. A big guy. But you and I were discussing it earlier today. Concessions will be made, uh, Amal and Dustin. And I'm going to start here. Dan Campbell, I would like to apologize. Now, he did try to give the game away by kneeling with 12 seconds to go and 30 seconds. Then Todd Bowles said, nah, I'm good. Let's get out of here and go back to Tampa. However, Dan Campbell yesterday was three years to the day that he had been hired. And today we're headed to the NFC championship game. Since 1957 until this year, the Detroit Lions had won one playoff game. They've now won three. Dan Campbell, aggression. Culture, emotion, leader, donk. Yeah, but he's our donk. And he was talking about biting kneecaps in the intro presser. And yesterday it delivered. You know, I thought about it because we're going to have conversations, boys, about Kyle Shanahan. And I just, this is for you, Amal, and anybody else that's been deriding the Shanahan. Okay, please don't allow yourself to be tricked by fake tough guys anymore. Uh, fake tough guys rub me the wrong way. And the reason we've been talking about Kyle Shanahan with the crabby pants and pretending to be tough at those pressers, I been doing that concertedly because I know it's fake and what he did with an all-star roster on Saturday night playing like he had a peewee roster heading into the break at home was absolutely deplorable I think we know that however you know it's interesting because Dan Campbell's probably the biggest dude that stands on the sideline now and if you go back to hard knocks he cried he's not afraid to show emotion He's not afraid to be genuine and authentic and just be who he is. So with that, Dan Campbell, I concede. I love you. You're the best and you're Detroit. You're good enough for us. Jared Goff, 
They call it Goffense in Michigan, not offense anymore. Jared Goff, I can't concede quite yet. We, we've got to do it outside of the dome in conditions. Go back to your home and see what you can do in the rain because Brock Purdy ain't going to play well in the rain. I can assure you of that. And then finally, the draft. Nobody has been more wrong about anything in their life than when I came on this dumb show, Sharp Money, watch us every day, noon to three, right here on VSIN. Presented by DraftKings. Uh, nobody has been more wrong when I laughed about Gibbs being drafted, and I ra- laughed about Laporta being drafted, and I laughed about a linebacker, and I laughed about the safety. Well, yesterday in the game, Jameer Gibbs Amal was the leading rusher. As far as receptions, that's Laporta with nine catches, and the leading tackler was a second round draft pick named Branch. Brad Holmes, congratulations. You nailed the draft. I was wrong. I concede. I, from PR intern to NFL GM genius. How about that? I was thinking about Jameer Gibbs when everyone was complaining about that 12th pick. That He had that getting away speed, and it worked effectively yesterday in the game. What a difference maker he was. And then you talked about uh, Sam Laporta. Outstanding job. This team really was impressive. I love the balance that they had. And I'll tell you, the only negative I had with Detroit yesterday was I didn't like the decision to throw the ball on second and goal and third and goal from the one-yard line. Love the decision on fourth and goal from the one-yard line and then play some smash-mouth football walked right into that end zone. But just an overall impressive performance. And guys, I don't know where you were at. I remember I was watching the game and I said to a friend of mine, I said, this game is going to end in a Buccaneers INT. It felt like it was coming. And not taking anything away from Baker, I thought he played well for the most for most of the game. But it just felt like that Detroit defense was eventually going to be able to put them in a situation where they kind of fell apart and you saw it pretty quickly on the end at that drive. The Lions, Amal and Dustin, they tried to keep Tampa Bay in it by abandoning the run, as Amal just highlighted, but they got back to it. And I'm going to say this. You, when you watch these games, four divisional round games this weekend, there's storylines that just smack you in the face. And one of them coming out of that Tampa Bay-Detroit game is Baker is legit. I'm sorry. He's a dude. He's a starter. He should be a starter next year. Baker Mayfield was freaking awesome in the game. And here is the measuring stick. When they got the ball with a minute to go, having to go 90 yards, I was terrified as a Lions fan. That's how you measure it. Does the quarterback scare you? And Dustin, Baker terrified me. He was great in the game. Well, you know who's not scared right now? Baker's agent, because he's about to get a bidding war this offseason and get a big old fat paycheck because he proved he can not only take a team to the playoffs, but he could win a game in the right situation. I don't know if Tampa is it. Tampa's going to have to pay, but I think there's a lot of other teams who think they're a quarterback away right right now, and this offseason, they're all going to be going up against each other to try to bring Baker to their franchise. Guys, I thought Baker had the best, second best throw of the weekend and the best throw on a catch made over the weekend on that throw to Mike Evans near the end of the first half where they went about 90 yards in no time in the final three plays of that drive. They went 60 yards, as I said, in three plays. That ball to Mike Evans where he slid down at the one-yard line was unbelievable. The best uh, throw of the weekend was not caught. That was the 60-yard bomb Josh Allen threw to Stephon Diggs. Oh, 100%. That was the the turning point. And Baker, he had a couple of sideline throws where I'm like, Baker's like that? Baker's got that arm? Like, he was incredible. Now, get prepared to get emotional. We're just getting started. We've got sound from the postgame pressers. And I can assure you in Michigan, there's some tears still flowing. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. By DraftKings, we're going to be joined by Dan Bates, ABC Rochester, 13 Wham sports anchor and reporter. I've been covering the Bills for a while, so he's going to join. A good job producing by the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, live downtown Las Vegas, there, Fremont Street at the D. Dustin said, Look, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about Kansas City. We've got to go to the Bills locker room. We've got to go get the temperature on what that franchise feels like after uh, the loss yesterday to Kansas City. So Dan Fates joins us, tremendous, at Dan Fates on Twitter, ABC Rochester, 13 Wham, sports anchor and reporter dan we're going to give you the platform so you you give us an idea of what the city of buffalo is experiencing today uh it's groundhog day guys that that's what it's like right now in buffalo um it just kind of feels like we've seen this before um i've been at these locker cleanouts before for the second straight year their season ends with a playoff loss at home for the third straight year, their season ends in the divisional round. And for the third year out of the last four, it ends at the hands of, of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a tough pill to swallow. There, there's no getting around it. And this, going into the game last night, I felt very confident. Um, I even was telling people in the press box before the game that I thought 24 points would be enough to beat this Chiefs team. But that was a classic Patrick Mahomes, New England Patriots, Tom Brady-like win. Just a gutsy win where we're in the locker room today and I was talking to a couple players that I'm close with and they were like, that's the best offense they've looked all year. One of them kind of joked to me, goes, Marquez Valdez-Scantling hasn't caught any of those passes and he catches two of them in man coverage. Like, it was one of those things where like, even they couldn't believe it. Josh Allen talked to her at the podium, you know, this, this feeling and that it motivates him and all of these things. And then he kind of says, I feel like we should be practicing today. Like, this was a team that had won six games in a row and was playing their best football of the season heading into this game. That They really they didn't think that there'd be any shot of not practicing. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Chiefs continue to be this Bills team's kryptonite. Dan, Sean McDermott in the regular season is 58-24, and 0-5 now in the closeout games in the, regular, in the postseason. That's just the reality of it. Would yeah. they look to make a change possibly? What is the fan base thinking? What is the speculation in the media there? Uh, fan base and what we actually think will happen are two totally different things. Trust me, my DMs on X or Twitter are filled with Sean McDermott can't coach. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think he's lost that locker room one bit. Uh, Josh talked about some of the BS, as he put it, that he had to go through this season that he shouldn't have had to. Mitch Moore said he's so proud to be on a team that is led by a man like Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott has not lost that Bills locker room an ounce. A lot of this team always talks about what happened at 6-6. Six and six. There was an article published, and the reports came out about his comments about 9-11 and all of these things, and everybody seemed to be jumping off the ship. And after that, the Bills had won, again, six in a row. I, I don't think there's any reason to move on from him. They've won the division. They've won the AFC East four years in a row. I, I get it. And, guys, my, my sports director, Mike Catalano, always brings it up. He's been covering the team for 30 plus years. He was there for all four Super Bowl runs. He talks about the difference between excuses – and reasons, and I'm not trying to make excuses because I know Bills fans probably don't want to hear any of them or reasons, but last year this team was gassed emotionally. The tank was empty after the DeMar Hamlin and everything that this team went through. This year, they won't say it. I talked to a player today, and he kind of smiled and just nodded. Injuries crushed this team at the end of the season. Um, They were without their top two corners or two out of their top three corners. Um, Christian Benford, they lost Trey White. They were without uh, Trell Bernard, who was a massive 
in, was a massive piece of their defense at middle linebacker. They were without Matt Milano, who was all pro. They were banged up throughout the secondary. All of those things seemed to come to roost last night, and that was just the fact of it. Again, not making excuses, just saying reasons as to where it just feel like this team didn't have enough at full strength. And I get it. Hey, every team has injuries. Dr. Brown's fans, they, their team had tons of injuries. But you're just looking around going, they had two backup linebackers. They pulled up A.J. Klein, who had, was on the couch a month ago, playing out there when he was limping around the locker room today. You had Terrell Dodson, who's another middle linebacker, who's a special teamer. Those guys, the, the Chiefs attacked them. The Chiefs had eight plays of 20-plus yards yesterday. The Bills had none. That goes. That, that's all you really need to know. Dan Fates, Groundhog's Day, he says. He covers, of course, <laughs> Buffalo sports, including the Bills. Joining us here, Sharp Money. I, w- one of those 20-plus yard plays could have been Diggs. The, the throw from Allen was ridiculous. Yeah. Let me ask you this way. I'm curious what the other Bills players had to say about Josh Allen's performance yesterday because I feel like they Mm -hmm. owe him an apology. He was Superman. (laughs) He was so awesome in the game. He was spectacular. It was unbelievable. Um, He's had a couple of those games, especially on this six-game stretch, especially since Joe Brady has taken over as the interim play caller. You've just seen a more free Josh Allen. And this, again, Dawson Knox, talked to him today. He said he hopes he gets to play the rest of his career with Josh Allen. He goes, I think every person in that locker room would say the same thing. He's bloodied. He's bruised. He's limping. And he goes, he's a modern day gladiator. And I know there's a lot of talk about that. You know, he didn't hit deep throws and all these things. You can't place the ball any better into Stefan Diggs' hands. He's got to make no. the catch. And they, they missed on a couple of plays like that. And look, every time it seemed like the bills had a misstep yesterday, they seemed to catch a break. And Josh Allen was just one of those guys putting on the cape and carrying this offense because they need more playmakers around him. I, I know that sounds like an easy cop-out to say, but they were missing Gabe Davis, who I don't think a ton of in the offensive game as the number two wide receiver, but Khalil Shakir, their number three wide receiver, was banged up at some point. Diggs is, was all of a sudden a foot injury popped up. So there, there have been problems, but, but I agree. I, I don't think you can ask anything more of Josh Allen, and I know – It's stupid that quarterbacks get all the blame for the losses and all the credit for the win, but Josh Allen was phenomenal this postseason. He was great against the Steelers. Uh, He was great again, and again, tough conditions. Just putting the team on his back, when nothing seemed to come easy, Josh would just take off and make something happen out of nothing. Um, Third down conversions, fourth down conversions. uh, I'll say this again, for the second time in a row that he's played the Chiefs in the postseason, he's deserved better. Dan, you mentioned Stephon Diggs. He's going to be 31 years old next year. He's still got another four years. There's an opt-out after next year. He has not had a 100-yard game since October 15th. At what point yeah. in time, do, is it on Diggs? Is it the system? What is the problem there with their number one receiver who, when he got there, looked like a number one and now has really fallen off that perch? Yeah, he was great all the way through last year until about week nine, and he kind of seemed to hit this ball. The whole team did. The Kent Dorsey offense last year really kind of sputtered at the end of the season. They seem to be okay. Diggs had a couple of big games early on in the season, and then it sputtered again. So are you sitting there going, well, it's second-half slump. Obviously, Diggs is getting up there in age. I will say this. Diggs deserves better than his stat lines show. And I will say this. Going back to the New England game, the Chargers game, um, he, he was beat uh, in the Steelers game. He got behind the defense, and Josh missed him on some throws. We can compliment Josh, and we can – we don't have enough time on this interview to talk about how good Josh Allen is, but he's missed digs on a couple of deep throws. It, it, it just has happened. So, and again, he missed him for like a 75 yarder in the chargers game or the new England game. And I said, we would all think about this differently if he connects on one of them. And all of a sudden we look at him and we say, instead of digs, stat line being four for 40, it's five for 110 and a touchdown. And we go, Oh, this is all better. I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Diggs is still a consummate leader. I'm on the sidelines. I'm filming the games. The dude is dialed in. This diva talk is, is blown out of proportion from people that aren't necessarily in Western New York on a day-in-and-day basis. The guy has been nothing but an amazing teammate, leader on the sidelines and in that locker room. He needs to step up. He is getting up there in age. The Bills need to find somebody that can also help alleviate some of the pressure. It was confusing because teams talked about, or you know, Josh and these guys, we all asked them about it, and they said, well, the way defenses are playing him. It's like, well, defense has always played Stefan Diggs a certain way. Like it wasn't like they all of a sudden just found out who Stefan Diggs is. So they have to find more creative ways to get him the ball. 
Look, last night he took a handoff. They did an RPO with Biggs in the backfield. They're trying to get him involved more, um, but it just wasn't working towards the end of the season. So, Dan, what changes for next year? It sounds like McDermott's going to stick around. Does Brady stay yeah. as the OC? And like, what are the changes that need to be made? Look, their offensive line was one of the rare offensive line that every single starter played every single game. So their offensive line was great. Um, I think they need to add more skill position players. I think this offense needs to become more explosive. We saw that at times, but it just wasn't there this season. Even yesterday against Kansas City, great defense. It is very tough to have eight, seven-minute drives all the time that go eight, nine, ten plays. It's just tough. You have such a small margin for error. They need to have more explosive plays. They talked about it. Zero plays of 20 yards. James Cook had drop issues. I think they need to find another explosive, dynamic, skilled player in the draft. And look, Brandon Bean deserves a lot of credit for being the guy that traded for Stephon Diggs, but he hasn't drafted a wide receiver earlier than the fifth round, fourth round for Gabe Davis. Like You need to put these guys on young rookie deals that can make plays for Josh Allen in the passing game. Josh Allen is your quarter of a billion dollar investment. You need to make sure that you are giving him all the tools that he needs to be successful. So I think they, they revamp the offense. You can piece together the defense. We know you're going to get Matt Milano back defensively. It's a huge boost. What happens with Trey white? He tore his Achilles back in week three. All those questions need to be answered. But to me, I'm reinvesting more and more money into Josh Allen and this bill's offense. Okay, Dan. Groundhog's Day. That's a good way of putting it. It's going to be it's going to be a long week in Western New York. Thank yeah. you for the time. I know it's a busy day. ABC Rochester, 13 Wham sports anchor, reporter. Good follow on Twitter at Dan Fates. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. OK, thank you very much. Yeah, not a fun week. No, <laughs> like uh, lowest rated AFC championship game. Television coverage is going to be in that market. <laughs> they, it's just like I was trying to explain, I was saying this to Dustin earlier. I was saying it to my brother-in-law yesterday. It's like, what Detroit and what the Lions are doing, what it does for the community, what it does for the economy. Like, normal years, nobody's out of their pajamas on a Sunday like that, leaving the house. Yesterday in Michigan, everybody was gathering, whether it be at the house or going to a restaurant or bar to meet up together. It, it, it's the sports. We forget about it because we work in it, but sports continue to be the great unifier. Speaking of unification, how about my guy Dan Campbell? When we come back, you're going to get emotional, I promise. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet five bucks, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings, new customers, use that promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. Again, five bucks gets you 200 and everybody, every day at DraftKings, a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. VSIN, the sports betting network, the Lions are on to the NFC Championship. And there is nobody, literally nobody better to frame it for. For us, uh, Mike Stone, Stoney and Jansen, 97, one, six to 10. He is an institution, a radio legend, 30 plus years in the city of Detroit. There was a great article actually about Stoney in the Detroit news recently. So here's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to get out of the way and you just, you just, you just tell us like, what's the vibes? How does it feel? Just continue to talk. Go. Hey, Patrick, you of all people, I believe that the sentence that I'm going to say the Lions are 60 minutes from going to the Super Bowl. No words. No words. It's something that most people thought they'd never see in their lifetime. Most of us haven't. I was around and I was actually working in television and I was at the last time they were in the NFC Championship game against uh, the Redskins uh, in, in, the, in the end of the 91 season. But uh, this is unfreaking believable. They had the worst roster three years ago. They were 313-1, had a nice finish the last year. But nobody, nobody thought that they would be uh, where they are right now. It's, it's incredible. The city is going bananas, and it's been an unbelievable few weeks. If my memory is correct, uh, sorry, Amal, that uh, Michigan won the national championship. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It is freaking incredible what's going on in this town football-wise right now. 
Uh, first of all, Stoney, congratulations. Wolverines had a great season, but the Lions yes, have supplanted that this year. We were talking a little bit yeah. earlier about just what it means and quantifying it, but tell me now why they're going to go to Santa Clara and win. Well, if you would asked me three weeks ago, I would have said they're not going to win, but, and I know it's recency bias, and I know weather had something to do with it, and Debo got hurt, but for the first time, because early in the season, I thought it was the 49ers and everybody else, including my hometown, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, then I thought it was, okay, it's San Francisco and Baltimore and everyone else. And I still think that, but for the first time Saturday night, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, the 49ers look somewhat vulnerable. I still think they're obviously, and they are where you are, the favorites, and they should be, and chances are they'll win the game. But I do think the Lions have a shot which I never would have thought a few weeks ago. What's and the crazy, reason is they Mike, the best out, their offensive line is incredible. And it's, it sets up everything. And Ragnall, as you saw, is playing like a beast. Penny Sewell is the best right tackle in the football, in the NFL right now. Sorry, Lane Johnson. Uh, and Goff is just being really, really good. And they have creative play calling. Sometimes they get too cute. And yeah, their defense, especially their secondary kind of blows, but they've been able to bend, not break, and not give up a, a, a crap load of points. Were you, t- I was terrified. I thought Baker, I thought Baker 90 yards to go a minute to go. Like, how did you feel? I thought, I genuinely thought they were going to score. No, I thought they would hold. I, and I'm usually the most pessimistic. And if you're a Lions fan, you have to be pessimistic. I thought they would hold out. I really did. Uh, I didn't expect Derek Barnes to make the play of his life, considering he whiffed on the Prescott sack in the Saturday night game when it was on the 95-yard C.D. Lamb play. That would have been a safety, and the Lions probably would have won that game. But, uh, no, I kind of thought they would bend, not break, and they've been against the Rams last week. They were real good in the red zone. Not as much yesterday, obviously, but I, I didn't think they were going to screw this up. Stoney, you cover the team. Tell us how the team responds to Dan Campbell, people, players you've talked to, what their thoughts are about him, and then what's probably the one thing that has stood out to you in a positive way about Dan Campbell and you see why this team is 60 minutes from the Super Bowl? Well, it's the same, it's the same answer to both your questions. He's real. He's, you know, everybody, you know, when he was hired, the whole kneecap thing, but he's not a fake. He's enthusiastic. He, he drives them. People in the city around the country, they love him. And the players love him. And the staff, because most of the guys on that staff played in the National Football League. And the players relate to him. He's honest with them. I'm sure behind closed doors, he gives them crap. But he instilled this belief in this team. uh, And it's taken, you know, probably shorter than they would like to admit. Because I think that's why they didn't make some move more significant moves at the trading deadline that made me think they were this close, but man, oh man, he, he is, he could run for mayor right now and, and win easily. <laughs> is and there then, a, women, my... The funniest thing is women, women who don't even know enough about football. Everybody loves Dan Campbell. My, my wife's aunt who's 90 years old. We visited her in Florida and she said, you know, Michael, I don't know much. I hardly ever watch the lions, but I love Dan Campbell. <laughs> Everybody loves the guy. Because he's real. He, he's authentic. You're right. There is an authenticity yeah. about him. Mike Stone, radio legend in Detroit, framing the Lions on their way to a championship game. I can't believe I'm saying it. Um, is there a sense? Is there a sense? I really can't. Is there a sense they need to capital? They're going to lose Johnson. Maybe you know, Glenn potentially. Is there a sense that they got to capitalize now because there's going to be changes next year? Well, they don't want to suffer what Philadelphia had with losing two coordinators, but they might. Uh, you ask most of the fans, and they're pretty much okay with losing Glenn, although I think it's more of a lack of talent, as we talked about in secondary, than actually the scheme. He's trying to do anything with what they have uh, in, in the back of, of, of that defense. Ben Johnson, they're going to miss. But a lot of it is also Dan Campbell's imprint on the offense. It's not all Ben Johnson. I mean, he's really, really good. But he did some things yesterday, I mean, like in the first half, uh, and where Goff got sacked, it's third and one, and you're running shotgun empty, and you get sacked. You got Montgomery, you got Gibbs, run the frickin' ball, or at least 
have a running back back there so you think going to run the ball and do a play action. Conversely, on the Reynolds touchdown, where he, uh, Craig Reynolds, when he went for it on fourth and one, that was a great play because if you're tapping it out, Craig Reynolds in there, he's a blocking guy. They're, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to throw it, and they gave him the ball, and he scored. So, yeah, Ben Johnson's really, really good, but sometimes uh, they get a little too cute. Stoney, if Detroit had to play Philadelphia, who would you have pulled for? Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> the Lions. <laughs> the Lions. The oldest, the oldest in the world. It's the, it's the, it's the Lions. Uh, because I, the Eagles, have, it's weird. Most people would always stick with their hometown, but I've been here since 1986. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, so I've had more – more than half of my old life has been here and not so much this uh, regime because of the job being in the morning and stuff. I don't get to go to practice that much because I got to take naps, stay awake in the morning, but I don't know the players, as well. but you know, and the back in the days when I made that, you know, not a decision, it's just things like that happen naturally. When you know the players, when you know the coaches, when you're around the organization, I don't know anybody from Philadelphia. I mean, I remember 97, when the Flyers and the Wings played in the Stanley Cup Finals, the late Sean Burr said, "Who are you gonna Who are you gonna root for?" He said, "I mean, you know, I'll just let it happen naturally." Because let me ask you a question: If the Flyers win, would you be able to drink from the Stanley Cup? I said, "No." He goes, "Well, you know, if we win, we will." You will. Said, no, that's a good point. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's wild? I can't, Stony. I, I literally can't because you you've done it for thirty years. You and Woj and the crew, like, but. It's just been a bit. It's been shtick. The futility has been oh, shtick. Yeah. It just feels weird that they're actually it, good. It, this is wild. I know. It, it's, it's amazing. We started to this morning's show. I said, I can't believe I'm saying this. They're 60 minutes from going to the Super Bowl. What are, forgetting about winning it, just getting there. I mean, you, look, for all, as you know, Patrick, for years, one playoff win since 1957. Well, you can check that box. <laughs> They've never won two playoff games in the same season. You can check that box. Now, they've been to an NFC championship game before and played a decent first half, and the Redskins just smoked them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's and it would, the craziest thing is they are, and you see the back headline of the New York Post today on the back page, obviously the, uh, the Taylor Swift and all the, you know, the, the Chiefs-Bills thing got the – but on the banner at the top, it said the real America's team, Buffalo Lions. And that's what they are. There's, there's not one person on this team that you can sit there, I don't like him. Maybe, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because he talks a lot of smack. But that's it. Now, in, in, in the uh, society we live in, if this keeps up where they're really good for two or three years, eh, people get sick of Dan Campbell. Just like people get sick of Patrick Mahomes, which I don't understand. But, I, you know, after a while, you know, people got sick of Tom Brady. It's just it's the way we are. But right now, it's... It's unbelievable. They are America's team. They're America's underdog, and it's great. I got t- I got twenty seconds. Are you going to be in Vegas if they advance? Uh, it's. I would like to. I think so, but I'm not hundred percent sure. By the way, one of the highlights yesterday was seeing our boy Derek Stevens in his suite. They flew out. They flew out one a.m. Vegas time uh, yesterday, a morning Saturday night, and then they flew back after the game. It was great. Incredible. Derek Stevens, Circa, and the D. Stoney, you're the yeah. best. I'll see you yeah. soon, my friend. Patrick, let's talk. Thank you okay. all. Right, Thank thanks, you. Stoney. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, I can't believe it. Fezzik's neck. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get a VSIN Pro annual subscription, $199. You got to use the promo code SHARP daily. Best bets when Fezzik comes by, he'll be on the sheet. Betting splits, big game betting guides, it's all there. An annual subscription, it's like 16 bucks a month. Let's go. SHARP is the promo code. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, flanking our guy Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper, downtown Las Vegas at the D. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice weekend, and now it's time for a little championship talk, Fez. So here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to set up the numbers, and you just walk us through with the openers what you were thinking, and then we'll kind of progress as the week does as well. So DraftKings opened Baltimore three, others three and a half. And then San Francisco opened six and a half, got hit up to seven quickly. It's sitting seven again, minus seven at most shops. Walk us through the Kansas City Baltimore game first. All right, I'm going back in time when these open up. So boom, San Francisco. How can I bet this game? I have no idea if Debo's playing. He's got to be worth a point and a half. So San Fran's going to be laying seven and I'd lean with a healthy Debo to San Fran. Heck, I'd make it five and a half without Debo and I probably might even lean the other way. Uh, don't trust Purdy. Uh, that was very Jimmy G-ish at the end of the first half where Shanahan basically said, we're going to be super careful here. We don't trust this quarterback. Total opens 52. That's ludicrous. If we get any kind of bad weather, it's going to drop even further. I don't trust Goff, you know, away from the dome nearly as much. Under 52 is a slam dunk. I get any weather. It's going to be the world's greatest bet. Well, unfortunately, the weather's going to be beautiful in San Francisco. Unlucky. Maybe I could have looked it up before uh, long-term weather forecast, but I fired under 52. I gave it out to my clients and people like, oh, you still like it under 51? Not at all, because I didn't get any of the weather and if Debo plays now, it's it's marginal. Um, so that's a bet I made. I bet the biggest, and I don't even think it's that necessarily any good. But it's not bad. It's fine um, because I don't I don't trust golf as much on the road, and I don't think San Fran's going to be aggressive with how Purdy played. Although it might have been the rain. By contrast, I do think Kansas City plus three and a half, which is still available, put me down, Patrick, for an official play. Uh, it's flop, flopping between three and three and a half. You can get three and halves. I don't think Baltimore can be favored by more than three here. I get it. If you use the power ratings over the course of the season, you can make Baltimore three and a half, no problem. But Kansas City has got a quarterback. All he does is succeed in playoff games. Lamar Jackson, all he does is underperform in playoff games. He beat a team from Houston. I know it was cold for a week in Houston. Hey, Miami got rolled in in cold weather in the playoffs, and so did Houston. And so I'm going to put a little asterisk by that. And, Baltimore, and frankly, Lamar didn't even play that well in the first half. Um, I don't trust Baltimore. Um, they've had the better year. Going forward next year, do I think Baltimore is going to be better than Kansas City? Absolutely not. Kansas City will be the better team. I know their receivers stink, and they fumble going in the goal line. They can't catch the ball, but they've got a quarterback. And KC, very similar to Buffalo. If I'm getting three or more, I got to bet Kansas City. I'm not getting three. I'm getting three and a half. Lock that in, and uh, that would be my best bet. I like the beautiful. Break, I like Go the ahead. Yeah, I like the breakdown there. The one question I would ask you just is it simply you had the Buffalo line at two and a half against Kansas City, and you mentioned based on the power ratings. Baltimore, how would you kind of rate it with the way Baltimore's power rank compared to Buffalo, both teams hosting in these spots? Yeah, so Baltimore is a nine. I was ex- yeah, Baltimore's a nine right now because I, I did raise them yeah. off their impressive win. I had Buffalo a six and a half. I had Kansas City a six going into this week. So um, I had Baltimore eight and a half. I raised them to nine. KC, I'll raise from a six. You know, they dominated that game. They could have easily won that game by 13 points. I think I'm going to raise them up to a seven. So that makes um, Baltimore two points better. Give them one for home field. Well, one and a half for home field, but you're into the key number of three it's a rock solid three but wait a minute 
that's just the power rating. Of course, I got to make an adjustment for experience in the sixth straight AFC title game for the Chiefs and the like. So I've got, I'm actually, I would lean Chiefs three. And so that means three and a half is like a really good bet. Why I haven't given this out to my clients yet. I have no idea. First thing I'm going to do when I get home. I know I'm asking a lot for the projection. Where do we close with these two championship games? With, like I said, with Debo, seven. Without Debo, five and a half on San Fran. Uh, I think the total's gonna stay 51. I don't think the total's gonna dry because the weather's so nice. Um, if I take a look at um, Kansas State, bold prediction, the line's right now 3.3. I'll predict it closes 2.9. I'll predict that not only does it go to three, but there's actually, I think, there'll be a slight preference to Kansas City money plus three. What do you think, Amal? Is that too bold of a line move predict- projection? No, I don't think so. I think, I think you're absolutely right on this one. And I think you'll see some of the recency bias here from Mahomes and company. Look at the numbers statistically, Patrick. It's hard to really go against Patrick Mahomes and what he's done. You know, quick stat I saw on television, quarterbacks that have trailed by more than seven points during a postseason game. Patrick Mahomes is eight and two. Peyton Manning was three and nine. Tom Brady was 10 and 11. Joe Montana was four and five. That's a good and stat. Speaking, speaking of Mahomes, what'd you take away from the three-point win yesterday in Buffalo? Oh, I thought he played really well. Uh, obviously, they left all kinds of points, you know, on the table where they, they you know, they could have scored more. Um, I like Mahomes because, and Josh Allen, the same thing's true. He doesn't run all the time during the regular season. So if you look at the underlying stats for the team, here's a team that just, well, Lamar does. So it's not like he's going to be any better in the playoffs. But Mahomes is absolutely willing to tuck it and run and move the chains um, when they, he needs the game like blood, and even more so when they're down 10 points. So it makes sense that Kansas City is so good when they absolutely positively need to score in any one drive. Okay. Now, the props. Would you like to help the audience understand when betting into these uh, individual player props as far as are they going to be shaded? Is it still something you are seeing where obviously most recreational bettors are going to be going over with the individual props? Is that something that you should alert the audience to? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, try to get to the good story as fast as possible. So what was the good story with Buffalo? Josh Allen likes to run. So boom. I mean, obviously it didn't matter at post because he, he went over by by so much but like you know everyone was betting over 42 over 43 over 44 for his rush yards um stuff like you love injuries you absolutely is a better love injuries so buffalo is depleted at wide receiver so gabe davis is hurt um Diggs is a shell of himself well somebody's got to catch the ball when allen isn't running and so it was shazir right that was was the guy that picked up the slack and he got bet up from 31 to 36 and you know what's funny about that patrick is that Dude was at 32, and a lot of people bet over 32. A lot of people bet over 34 and a half. He gets a two-yard completion. He's styling. It's the third quarter. He's going to go way over. Get up, Shazir. <laughs> get up. And he, you know, he went to the locker room, the medical tent, and he did come back and get another catch. So he, he did sail over. But like, there's nothing better than injuries and the like when you're betting this stuff. And, if you, and there's some books that put this line up, like Caesars puts lines up on these players during the game. And so. I'm not the amazing Kresgan. I don't know how healthy Laporte is. So how can I bet Laporte before the game starts? And then you watch and it's like, oh, dude is 100% healthy and his number is 43. It's a stupid number. Of course, he catches eight passes and flies over. And I've got my friend, the Hitman, just uh, at Hitman428. And he literally coin flipped all year long, lost on his prop betting for what he gave his clients. He won for himself, but not much. But... You know, during the games when he's betting live, he's printing money because it's, it, it, the algos, the algorithms are just wrong. They don't know how healthy Laporte is, and you take advantage of that information, and you do very, very well if you're focused, or you can just sit back and drink beer and have a good time, like 99% of the betters seem to do. <laughs> you mentioned people. Anything, Amal? You know, I just wanted to ask him. Steve had in the notes. It was a great question uh, about recreational betters and how they should be tracking what they're doing and what the profit and losses are. Is that what you were talking about specifically, or? Um, I, I, oh, uh, the, the recreational betters, you know, just in terms of the gamblers, I, I put a note. I, this was more gambling. OK, yeah. what, what people should be tracking is how much money are they are they um, losing when they're gambling? All right. So guess what? You're going to play roulette. You're going to lose. All right. You're going to play back or you're going to lose. Stop trying to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win playing negative expectation games. So you're just doing it for fun. Well, guess what? You're not going to win playing golf or bowling either. It's fun. So where I was getting at with my notes is that you should go ahead and say, look, whenever I bet $100 on a roulette wheel, I'm losing $5.26. And so that's fine. You know, you're having fun. Just explain briefly, though, to people why. 
because, about 26. Be, be, because the expectation is such that if, um, if if every time you wager in red or black or any number, the house edge is 5.26%. The extreme example, if you don't believe me, go and put $100 on all 38 numbers, all right? And you'll be risking 3,800, and you'll be getting back 3,600. You'll lose 200 divided by 3,800. That's hopefully 5.26% if I did the math right, provided <laughs> it's a two green wheel. If it's a three green wheel, it's a, it's a little bit different. But that's fine. You're just you're betting a little bit. You're having fun. You're drinking. You're with your buddies. It's fine. But calculate how much you're losing per hour in terms of your volume. If you're betting so much money that you're losing like a thousand dollars an hour. I, 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 this is terrible, Patrick. I actually am angry at those people. It's like just pissing away a thousand dollars an hour. You don't have like you don't have someone who's like, you know, a, a, a single mom raising three kids, special needs kid working their, their, their butt off that maybe isn't a professional that you can't help them out. And you just want to just, just donk off a thousand dollars playing red black for five hundred dollars a hand. Stop being so selfish. Find someone that you can help out and make a meaningful difference in life. Still play your roulette. Just bet ten dollars a hand. <laughs> you got all that dustin can you fact check the math that he was doing on the fly for me really quickly yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the 5.5 i'm gonna just punch, a, I'll punch into my algo no listen quick. 119th is it 119th what's the math on it yeah i mean it's just yeah. i mean there's just there's two green wheels if you yeah. i mean it's gonna hit green two out of 38 exactly so two, two so the house edge is two divided by 38 yes <laughs> i can confirm no. steve's numbers Okay, thank you. That's all I confirmed. <laughs> Again, I was trying. Uh, that's and, exactly and the, what the, I was looking for. I gauged it based on how confident his voice sounded. He sounded pretty confident. I confirmed. Chiefs plus three and a half. We're taking God plus three and a half best bet. Three, three plus three and a half. That's your best bet of championship weekend. Yes. Okay, Fez. Thank you. It's great to have you back. Pregame.com. Action <laughs> and find him on Twitter. Don't fall for the fakers, though. It's Fezic Sports with two Z's and a K on Twitter. He is a tornado. He is Steve Fezic. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.